How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a webcast podcast about wrestling. And one of the things that we do here is called Fever Dream Matches, where we, as you will see on the rules on the screen, we have a random name generator website. We have compiled lists of male talent, female talent, managers, belts, gimmick matches, tag teams, so on and so forth. We input those into the random name generator and it pops out various matches uh, depending on the number of which we choose. And then Leonard and I debate what comes up. We call it Fever Dream Matches and we have fun doing it. And this week we're titling it the Wild Wedding Fever Dream Matches because Leonard's wedding is right around the corner and he's very excited. And we decided to celebrate his wedding on the show as only we know how. Yeah, and we did do, uh, which is up and, and you can watch or listen to, um, of talking about uh, w weddings and wrestling. That's right. So we did that as well. And uh, so that is another one. Uh, and uh, I believe I, I believe I'm ready ready to go if you're ready. All right. Well, our first match is going to be a fatal four-way for the women. Okay. And this is not for a title. As you recall, our champ, air quotes, is Ronda Rousey. She won a gauntlet match, and she is our champ. Um, but this is just a regular fatal four-way women's match. Leonard has generated the names. So what do you have? Yeah, I was doing that as we were coming on the air, but I looked a little distracted. So this is a match. I love this match. You could have this match right now, today, at this minute. So it's Thunder Rosa versus Mickey James versus Kaylee Ray versus Chelsea Green. Ooh. Yeah, that's a very modern match. Yes. Now, and the, and the outside of Kaylee is, is still with NXT, correct? Uh, yeah, she is. She actually, okay. at the recent NXT um, TakeOver 36 event, after um, the female champ there retained against Dakota Kai, Kaylee Ray, who was the female UK champ, came out. And so I assume now that Kaylee Ray has been kind of promoted to the main NXT roster, not just the UK NXT roster, so she's slowly working her way up. Oh yeah, because I'm saying if she had been she had been let go, then you know you could do this match as the other three ladies are working the independence slash, you know, Impact A and E the A A and E AEW. Right. Um, you know, the, the, channel. <laughs> yes, yes, those promotions that would allow them to kind of. I think work. that Thunder Rosa is fully with AEW now. I could be I wrong about that. I believe so. Mickey James, of course, just recently did that that women's show with the NWA. Right. And Chelsea Green, I believe, did she was she part of that? She was part of that NWA show, I believe. Oh, okay. That Mickey yeah, I James know she did. I know her name has been floating out there a lot. I don't know for sure who she signed with. And yeah, and, and and she may she may be doing some stuff with impact as well. Um, and I'm sure we'll get, get corrected if we're wrong on any of that. But as we've said before, uh, you know, Chad is watching more of the current product than I am. 
But again, I love, I mean, since I generate, I'll let you talk first. But I would say this is a heck of, of an opener. Yeah, no, this would be a great opener. Absolutely. Um, I really like Thunder Rose's work. I think that she's very good and uh, I'm anxious to see her on the rise. I think she, you know, maybe need a little bit of promo work, a little character work, but I think that she is really great in the ring. Uh, Kaylee Ray is also really good. She is a consummate heel. So it'll be good to see her sparring it out with some of the regular NXT roster uh, there. Uh, Mickey James is a legend and, you know, they don't really need to say much there. And uh, who is the other one? Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Chelsea Green is another star on the rise. Uh, honestly, I think this comes down to Thunder Rosa and Kaylee Ray. Uh, Mickey James is obviously a legend, but she is obviously on the downward arc of her career. She's accomplished a lot already. She is around right now to uh, pretty much put over younger talent. Now, this being fever dream matches, we don't really know what era of Mickey James this is. I don't know if I have specified in the in the thing. No. But, but you know what? We let's just say let's just say this is peak Mickey James. Mm-hmm. let's let's for the sake of argument let's just say this is peak mickey james which changes a lot of things yeah um so if we're talking peak mickey james i would have to give it to mickey james absolutely she's the strongest talent out of all four of these women and now if we're talking mickey james now it would be a different story which is what i initially was starting to think but uh yeah i'm gonna go with mickey james here well i would i would agree with you there since the other three ladies are like current you could even argue at their peaks at this at this time. Um, you know, I'm thinking current Mickey James as well. And your reasoning, yeah, I agree with. She's at this point where not only is she putting over the younger talent, she seems to be very comfortable with doing that. And and given that, I would probably make it a toss-up between Kaylee Ray and Thunder Rosa. I really like Thunder Rosa. And I'm more familiar with her than I am with with Ray. So I would probably give it to, to Thunder Rosa. But if we're saying the three ladies now, plus in her prime, you know, Mickey James, um, I would probably go with her as well because she would be the strongest wrestler and the strongest promo of, of the four ladies. But I think this is, even if you're talking pre, pre-Mickey, like back in the day Mickey or current Mickey, <laughs> I think this is still a really hot opener. This may be one of the most even matches and um, hottest openers that we've had on any of the Fever Dream cards. Yeah, no, it's a really good one. Um, so our next match is a bit of a spinoff of what we usually do. So we always kind of throw each other different challenges. This week, uh, we asked Leonard to assemble his own dream match from pre-year 2000. And I was going to assemble a dream match featuring guys post-year 2000. It could be women as well. Um, I don't know what Leonard picked. But... Uh, I will start with my dream match that I've assembled, and this will lead to a tournament, small tournament, to see who our number one contender is. And so my dream match might be thinking a little out of left field, but it's what came to mind. So I tried to find the one of these guys was constant in my in my bookings. I, I needed to find an opponent for this guy because I feel like he was a good character and he deserved other great opponents uh but i kept switching who he would face so one the guy that i'm talking about is abyss and i ended up thinking that he should face shortly after debuting 
peak form Kane in a in a hardcore match. Okay. So I think that that would be a great match. I thought about The Undertaker. Like, that was kind of the immediate go-to. Oh, The Undertaker versus Abyss. Mm, I think that there's better opponents for Abyss. I think The Undertaker would have been a great one. Um, but I think Abyss really lacked some of those strong, you know, cartoonish character storylines and opponents that he really needed. He did some great stuff in TNA. Um, but I think he and Kane in a match together, I think, would have been great. So uh, that is my dream match, Leonard. So who do, who do you think – you can give your thoughts on the match and who you think would win. Okay, well, well, well Kane debuted prior to 2000. But you're saying Kane of 2000? Sure. Okay. Uh, because I, I, I was purposely going through people who debuted, debuted. pre-2000. I was just, I guess, mainly just guys that were around. Okay. Like if you if you doubled up and you also picked Kane, then that's just I, funny coincidence. No, I did not. Although I thought that you might have picked the one one guy that I did, which we'll get to, uh, because I was thinking, you know, I could see Chad using this guy. But but any, but anyway, so even if we're talking, I mean, early aughts Kane is still a really good Kane. This oh, is yeah. a point where where Glenn Jacobs Jacobs had grown into the character, and the character had grown past the point where it was just the Undertaker's brother, and he was just fighting with the Undertaker pretty much only. So you know that that era Kane is, is a great version of Kane. I like the Biss too, and I think I would agree with you that he felt he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in in TNA because they didn't have the right opponents to to put him with you know right. he was a, a character kind of on an island of his own uh and even with you know the undertaker and wwe they always at least tried to create one per- opponent at a time that seemed to fit taker um at, at least back in the day so kane and Biss, i think would be a really great match if we're talking both of the guys around the year 2000 or whenever i'm, I'm like i don't remember off the top of my head when abyss debuted you know i know he's been in impact for a long time but i would i would assume around his debut period as well so i would have to go with kane i just think that that glenn jacobs is the stronger wrestler i think that's a stronger character and 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 i think just in in my head there's very few scenarios where i could see abyss going over even if this was in in impact but how amazing would kane be showing up in the impact zone (laughs) right no, I agree with you. Um, I, I do think Kane would win this. Uh, just to me, though, thinking about the promos and the story that they could concoct here, um, they could do a lot of interesting stuff, I feel like, with both of these guys. And uh, I think it would have been fun to watch. Would this have been a technical masterpiece? No, but to me, that's not always what I think of when I'm thinking about a dream match. Um, I just think these two characters with the whole mask and the histories like, would really fit well together. And uh, I think the Kane fits more with Abyss's hardcore style than maybe the Undertaker does. Um, but yes, I agree with you. I think Kane would win this, but I think it would be a fun match. Mm-hmm. So that being said, our next match is going to be a triple threat featuring the men. And it is also going to have a random title, a random belt attached. This is for the OVW championship. Okay. And the, th- the triple threat is between Ric Flair, final okay. WWE run Ric Flair. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Rob Van Dam, WWF version of Rob Van Dam. Okay. And the Big Boss Man. And that's all I have next to the Big Boss Man is just regular Big Boss Man. Yeah. So I'm thinking original run Big Boss Man here. Right. That's fair. Uh, you know, it should, it should be mentioned that uh, the OVW world title was defended on my version of Heroes of Wrestling that, that we did, that I brought in the OVW title. Oh, yeah. Title. That's so true. happy to see the OVW. I love the idea of like old Ric Flair wrestling for the OVW title. Yeah. Like I want, I want to see the storyline where Flair goes to OVW. Oh, you know what, Leonard? I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to make a correction. It's not the OVW heavyweight title. It's the OVW television championship. Oh, that's even better. That's like way better. I misread that because I was like trying to get back to the opponents. Okay. Um, yes, it's the OVW television championship. Well. Those, those are three pretty prestigious names to be going over after the OVW television title. You know, I want to go, I'm going to go with Rob Van Dam because, you know, Rob Van Dam was so synonymous with the ECW television title that it kind of makes sense for him to win this TV belt. Um, you know, and just of those three guys, uh, you know, in the old flair could still go to a point, you know, depending <laughs> what it was. Ric Flair personifies the, I think, the term of, you know, he wasn't as good as he once was, but he was as good once as he ever was. Right. Depending on the situation. Um, I could really just see this being kind of a of, of boss man beating on Flair and Flair just selling the hell out of it. And then it coming down to RVD getting a big frog splash or something at the end. But of those three guys, I actually think the title belt influences the winner here because and more I think TV title, the more I think that's a belt for Rob Van Dam. Well, and I understand why you came to that conclusion, but this is going to be an occasion where we're split. So I am going to pick the big boss man here. Uh, I just have the finish in my head, which is nightstick shot, sidewalk slam, end of story, the big boss man wins. <laughs> probably against Ric Flair. I was going to uh, ask who he was pinning. Yeah, probably against Ric Flair. But uh, I think that Big Boss Man and Rob Van Dam, while not sounding immediately like a Styles mesh, uh, would be an entertaining match, I feel like. Uh, but uh, alas, we never really got to see that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pick Big Boss Man here. Uh, but that's what makes it fun, right? Right, right. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I, I could probably see, uh, I could see either three of these guys winning this match under certain circumstances. Well, Leonard, next is your dream match. So okay. take it away. So again, I went out of left field too. I was thinking in the spirit of fever dream matches, bouts that people wouldn't necessarily think of off the top of their head. Much like you, I thought of a guy and then I kept mixing, matching people with him. So I am doing, uh, and again, I had anyone prior to 2000. So I'm doing Kurt Angle versus the Iron Sheik. So this would be, so... Kurt Angle debuted in 98, started with WWF in late 99. So we're talking rookie Kurt Angle, but he was one of the best rookies you would ever see. Just picked up the business so quick, so fast, was really good early on in his career. Now, I had always thought that the Iron Sheik had competed in the Olympics as well, in the 68 Olympics. He apparently did not. He tried out 
for the Iran team, but he became a wrestling coach in the U.S. after that and was at the 72 uh, Olympics as a coach for the U.S. team at the 72 Olympics. So I like the idea that there's the Olympic connection between um, Sheik and Angle. I'm also picturing like early 80s Iron Sheik because that's when he really came to in his own as a strong heel due to the fact of the political situation between the U.S. and Iran at the time. Uh, but he could still go. He was still in shape in, you know, in the in the early 80s. So um, I like the Olympic connection. I like that both guys are very patriotic about their respective countries. That's a ready-made feud right there for you. And to mention, I also thought some other Olympians to put Kurt Angle against. I considered Bad News Brown, who won a bronze medal in judo, uh, Ken Patera and Carl Gotch. Uh, but with the but the U.S. versus Iran angle made made Sheik the the best one here for me no that would be a fun match there's so many cool dream opponents for Kurt Angle in my opinion um like I, I tried because I used he and Ken Shamrock as a tag team in one of our previous fever dreams I tried to avoid using him for a dream match this time mm-hmm. um simply because I I really do have a long list of opponents I would have loved to have seen him face but uh, I think the Iron Sheik would have been a great opponent for him uh the classic you know USA versus uh, evil foreigner storyline would would have been perfect here. And uh, if you're talking peak Iron Sheik, you know, it would have been a good match, too. Um, Now, Sheik, who won the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania X7, who couldn't be thrown over the top rope, Sheik, maybe not. Yeah. But but, uh, yeah, I would definitely put Kurt Angle over here, though. Uh, I don't think there's any scenario where Iron Sheik wins this. No, not at all. I didn't, and and I don't believe you told me this was going to be a tournament where someone would advance, or I might try to make this match a little more competitive. I was just <laughs> going again with the storyline in my head, and yes, I would be picturing maybe uh, uh, seventy nine, eighty Iran hostage situation era chic, because again, it, that the nuclear heat of of like that period for him going against like gold medal winner Olympic champion Kurt Angle. I mean, that's just you don't even need to have a match. Just have them just be in the ring together. Right. Well, let's get to our next match, which is for our women's title. Now, this is somewhat of a rematch. So Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. ran through our gauntlet match all the way to the end, only to have Ronda Rousey come out at the very end and defeat her to be our inaugural women's champion. Mm-hmm. So this is a rematch. It is Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I have assembled the gimmick, and I need Leonard to generate two managers. Two managers. All right. Oh, okay. For these two ladies. Because both these ladies are being managed by two ladies. All right. Well, go go ahead with the managers first, and then I'll tell you. All right. So so, um, it would be it's uh, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey, correct? Yep. Okay. So Baszler's manager is Katie Lee Burchill, okay. a.k.a. Winter, a.k.a. Katarina, who's, of course, the valet for Paul Burchill on the WWF. And then Ronda Rousey at ringside will have Stacey Keebler, who is, of course, a valet for a variety of wrestlers over, over the years. Uh, her being the Duchess of Dudleyville immediately comes to mind. Well, let's see if the gimmick influences okay. who we would pick for our winner. And the gimmick is... Brass knuckles on a pole match. Oh. So this to me already, even without the gimmick and without the managers, this would be a very even match. Now the easy go-to 
based on her MMA career and how she was booked in WWE would be Ronda Rousey. But if you put in the brass knuckles and you throw in the managers, I think I think that I would go with Shayna Baszler here for the win. I, I think that uh, I think I, I envision the scenario where she gets the brass knuckles and with interference from, uh, you know, Winter, Lee Burchill, I think that I see Shayna Baszler getting the win here because I just don't think Stacey Keebler moves the needle too much in Rousey's direction. If anything, I think she's just a distraction. Yeah, you know, it's one of those times where I'm wondering how, what's the story here? How did these valets <laughs> get with these ladies in this yeah. situation? Of course, I think Katie Lee, who's a good wrestler in her own right, is much more valuable at ringside than yeah. Stacey Keebler. Um, the Blast Knuckles is also an equalizer. I think um, this, this is one of those things where I would say it's either weighted so Baszler could get the win and have it be believable over Rousey, or it's one of those situations where you want to do super Rousey and have her triumph over basically two women and a pair of brass knuckles. So it depends on what your booking is. Right. And uh, this is for our women's title, right? So we would be moving it off of Rousey to Baszler, huh? I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'll agree with you. I'll 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 have Pretty my sure. book. Yes. You know, I was again, there's two booking philosophies here. Right. And I've never been a fan a fan of say the Super Cena booking. Right. You know, where where you have to triumph over 18 different things in the end. So I think it's very believable for Rousey to lose um, with brass knuckles on the pole if Baszler gets them, uh, you know, Kaylee interferes, um, you know, that, that, that that's a very believable scenario. Especially so when I you consider how Ronda Rousey's MMA career ended, which mm -hmm. it ended because her, the hole in her stand-up game was very evident uh, against uh, some of her last opponents there. So, Ronda Rousey was ne is, was never the best puncher. Um, so that's why I envision maybe Shayna Baszler going over here. But, yeah, and, I, and I, I can picture it in my head, you know, like Rousey's going for the knuckles and, and Katie Lee gets involved and this allows Baszler to get the knuckles and Rousey just turns around into like a, you know, a roundhouse, you know, punch, you know, a hook shot, something like that and just goes down. So, All right. While Stacey Keebler is showing her butt on the outside and doesn't pay attention to what's going on. Hey, I would watch this match all day. Okay. Um, so that means our new women's champion is Shayna Baszler. And very deserving. That's right. Maybe there will be a rubber match. Who knows? Um, so the finals of our dream match is going to be maybe not the most interesting pairing, but it is going to be 2000s Kane against what era of Kurt Angle? This would be rookie Kurt Angle, so 98-99 Kurt Angle, yeah. So, I do believe this is a competitive match, but uh, Leonard, yeah. who is our new number one contender? Oh, wow. You know, that's uh, – I'm sure Kane and Angle probably had matches during this period. I just haven't oh, – yeah. you know, didn't look up to see what those were. I'm sure there's probably some very significant ones. Um, I'm going to stick with my boy, Kurt Angle. I, again, I think he's one of the best rookies ever. I think that uh, Kane is a guy that could always absorb losses. You know, he, you know, he never seemed to win a lot of, of feuds or titles per se, but because he could absorb it, he could take it and keep moving. And so I think it makes the most sense to probably put um, early Kurt Angle 
over Kane. And I really, you know, I, I got the picture in my head of him giving the angle slam, to, you know, to Kane um, type of thing, fighting out of the choke slam and then getting the angle slam. That's what I'm seeing in my head. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you here. I do think it would be a competitive match. I do think Kane would uh, would stand a chance here, absolutely, because Kurt Angle did take some losses in his rookie year. Um, I believe The Undertaker was one of them. So it stands to reason that uh, Kane could possibly win this. But I do – Angle's so famous for his counters and uh, getting out of things and going for the angle slam or the, the ankle lock. Um, this was more of the angle slam, Olympic slam era. So I do see that happening. I can see him winning this for sure. So that means he is our number one contender to face uh, in our main event, either DX Shawn Michaels or tripping on acid Spike Dudley. So mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. Uh, but a little twist in our matches. This isn't even a match. This is going to be a fantasy wedding. So here's what we do, Leonard. Yes. I generated the female already. All you right. Need to generate one male, and that will be our fantasy fever dream wedding. So who okay. is the who is the male? You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball at you because not only do you need a woman to get married, but you need someone to interrupt the wedding. That's true. That's so true. I'm going. Okay. So here it is. So the guy. So getting married, the man getting married is going to be WCW version of Ron Simmons. Okay. <laughs> So you don't step the Ron version of Ron Simmons. Okay. So, oh man, this might've been a bad idea. Um, so he is going to be marrying the heel version of Charlotte Flair. <laughs> okay. So. You I know think- what? I can see this because, because Rick knows Ron Simmons. They're <laughs> friends. He makes the introduction to Charlotte. This is. This is a thing that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, this could happen. <laughs> you know? I have trouble picturing this in my head. Uh, these people are from just two different eras. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so who interrupts the wedding? You know, does anyone here at this time, you know, have an objection why these two people should not be wed? And stepping up and voicing his objection is the giant. <laughs> the giant. So this would be the WCW version of Paul White back when he was supposedly Andre's son. Right. right. So I have to know how this love triangle started. <laughs> and just to say, it could it could not be the giant with Charlotte Flair. He could be objecting to Charlotte Flair marrying Ron. That's true. That's he true. Could, hey. he, could, he could be he could be with Ron. Yeah. We don't we we don't know. That's Actually right. Ron Simmons versus uh Ron Simmons getting married to Charlotte Flair feels like an alternate universe like bobby lashley lana wedding that we talked about on the on the the wedding episode uh type of thing uh so yeah i I mean it's just yes i I don't know what the storyline here would be between i say it's rick flair introduces ron to charlotte and then and then maybe it's it could be charlotte is trying to get at her dad by by marrying Ron Simmons, maybe that's it. It's a rebellion thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe because Flair can't object himself, he doesn't feel like he can. Maybe right. he pays off the giant to do it for him to you know <laughs> to to stop the wedding, and then this leads to a match of the the giant versus WCW version Ron Simmons. It's got to be want- the giant coming out of the ring though. 
Yeah, he comes up from underneath. Yes, yeah, absolutely. But next time we do Fever Dreams, I want Ron WCW version Ron Simmons versus the Giant with uh, Charlotte Flair like in a shark cage or something. Absolutely. Uh, to be to be on the card. I think this I think this storyline needs to advance to the next pay per view. I agree. I think that that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, there's no winner here. Everybody wins. I feel yes. like. <laughs> so that means our main event. Yes. From a previous event where we had a fatal four way, which was a Firefly Funhouse match. And our winner of that match was Spike Dudley. He has morphed into a new character called Trippin' on Acid Spike Dudley. Yes. And uh, this is going to be a gimmick match. So, okay. in, you know, in many universes, we would probably think, oh, there's no way that uh, Spike Dudley. <laughs> would ever stand a chance against dx john michaels but yeah. he might if he were fighting in a thunder cage so is that the electrified cage from halloween havoc yes okay yes. i love that cage by the way so yes so it's gonna be tripping on acids by dudley against dx john michaels in a thunder cage so leonard what are your thoughts so, so first of all, if you have not seen uh, Ric Flair and Sting versus Terry Funk and the Great Muda inside the Thunder Cage, uh, and it was also a throw in the towel match with a special guest referee. So I need to, I mean, to rewatch that. That's a uh, hat on a hat on a hat right there. Better, do you have an idea of a winner in your head right now? I am going to go with. Well, I, before you do, okay. there's a surprise run in in this match. There's How are they going to get into the cage? He finds a way. Once you hear who it is, you're going to realize he will find a way. Okay. So who you need to tell me then who the run-in helps and who it doesn't help because okay. the person running in is Jimmy the Shark. <laughs> that was randomly generated, I promise. I did not choose that. This is from the fictional character list. So it is Jimmy the Shark. Um, and longtime listeners will know who Jimmy the Shark is, and yes. uh, who is he coming out to help, and does that influence? Uh, uh, Jimmy the Shark is Octa Frank's tag team partner. That's right. Right? Yes. Ah, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Shark. That's very interesting. You know what? I I would picture Jimmy the Shark being like a, like a gangster type dude, <laughs> and I would assume that he's on the side of tripping Nats and Spike Dudley. Of course. Of course, and, and 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 I think that he would cut through, like like with with he would have like some sort of like shark teeth type for those w not watching on YouTube. I'm doing like a shark mouth thing with my hands. Right. And he would also just watch the Suicide Squad, probably. Yes, yeah. So he would like cut through the the wire and get into because it's electrified up top. It's not electrified at the bottom. He could get in through the bottom of the cage, right. and we get in the ring. But I think this is a booking situation. From what I was talking about before, because I don't envision any situation where DX Shawn Michaels would drop the title belt to trip it on acid Spike Dudley. <laughs> so it's basically it becomes Michaels. So it's I think it's one of those things where where Dudley would wind up accidentally taking out Jimmy the Shark. And then uh, while shocked about this, he would walk into a super kick. So right. I would still give the win to Shawn Michaels, even though it's in an electrified cage. And Jimmy the Shark runs it. Well, 
I was just going to kind of gauge my answer based on whatever you did. Because <laughs> okay. the obvious answer is uh, Shawn Michaels. If you had gone with Spike Dudley and gave your reasoning, I might I might have been swayed to that effect. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we can't take the title off of DX Shawn Michaels in favor of tripping on acid Spike Dudley. But he is forever a character in our lists now. Right. And that's exciting. So, And I think this would actually be a fun match. It might not be a great match, but I think it would be an extremely fun match. This would uh, maybe main event a Raw. Yeah, so yeah, it's a Raw main event. You're getting Sean ready for the the next guy down the road, or you need, like, the title belt defended to pop, pop a rating type of thing. Right. Yeah, right. Or maybe Jimmy the Shark is coming in uh, at the behest of Kurt Angle. Yes, maybe. You never know who's the number one contender. So, so it looks like we know two matches for our next Fever Dreams card, whenever that might be. Uh, Shawn Michaels' DX version will be defending uh, the, forgive me, it's the Fever Dreams Intergalactic. <laughs> Galaxy, always yeah. unified. Title belt against rookie year Kurt Angle. And uh, WCW version, Don't Step to Ron, Ron Simmons will be going up against uh, the Giant uh, for, I guess, the, the virtue of Charlotte Flair. Yes, and, um, yeah, we're assembling our own little universe here. And uh, we're also, because we didn't have any tag team matches on this card, we're also going to be doing something special with tag teams next time as well. So that will be fun. Um, and that will wrap up our Wild Wedding Fever Dreams episode. And... I can't wait till we do the next one. Always a lot of fun to do these. Mm -hmm. And by the time we do another one, Leonard will be a married man himself. Yeah. That is a reason to rejoice, right, Leonard? Right. And I will. I will. I will show. See, no, no ring right now. I will show the ring next time we're on the air. All right. Well, for Leonard, my name is Chad. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us good reviews. Give us a like, subscribe, all that great stuff. We will see you next week.